Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 25 of the unofficial, official, unofficial Rogue Company podcast broadcast. I'm here with Coe Reed. Here with Dark Lord. I'm here with Garbo. And I'm here with Griffin. And this is the Rogue Company Podcast, bringing you all the news that you need to know. And before we get started tonight, I wanted to let everybody know that we're a podcast, right? So we're available on pretty much every major podcast streaming service. And there's also video on Spotify. So if you guys want to check us out on any of those other streaming services, you can by all means do that. And if there's a streaming service that you are a part of that the broadcast is not on, let us know. We'll try to get it up there. And also starting with episode number 26 of the unofficial, official, unofficial Rogue Company podcast, We will have a supporter tier for the broadcast level, and with that supporter tier, you get the episodes a week early. You also possibly get to live chat with us. If I'm able to do a premiere with it, I've got to mess with that and see, but if you want to support us, that is one of the biggest ways to do so. But first of all, we're going to get into all of this good stuff that came out with the Rogue Rising update. So the thing with the Rogue Rising update is... They did the live stream for the Rogue Rising update the same week that the new season came out, right? And we didn't get the Rogue Rising update for, what, three or four weeks after that? Yeah. And they said themselves in that live stream, they're like, look, guys, we're monitoring everything, so we don't know what the balance changes are going to be. Apparently, they didn't know what the balance changes were going to be until the update came out because they didn't release any information of said balance changes until the update actually came out. How hard is it to put a blog post up that says, hey, guys, Rogue Rising updates coming out in a week or two. Here's some of the balance changes. Let us know what you think. Or better yet, we're going to run a PTS cycle. Here you go, guys. You know what I mean? But in this new update, we got the new skirmish map, Vertigo. Can't comment on it because I haven't played it. Same. I mean, I don't. I don't think any of us have played it, right? Mm-mm. So it's a skirmish map. They put they took Depot out of the skirmish map so that they could do some visual updates on it. I'm hoping that they do some actual map updates for it because that's like the worst map in the game currently. So. Along with those visual updates, it would be nice if they redesigned some of that cover on that map because it is absolutely terrible. I mean, Depot's been gone so long, I don't even remember what it looks like. I remember. Every time I see... Yeah. Every time I see it, I have flashbacks of terribleness, you know? Oh, trauma, emotional damage. (laughs) Uh, We also got more store content, so they brought some of the legacy cosmetics back. Haven't really seen any of these because I probably already own all these, but it's cool that they're bringing a lot of these emotes, uh, skins, weapon wraps, etc. back for people that weren't involved in the game at the time that they were released. I'm happy for those people. Good for them, you know. Um, MVP lineup. Let's talk about this MVP lineup for a second here. So they introduced this new feature where at the end of the game, at the end of the match or whatever, you have an MVP lineup that shows the three best players in in the match, right? Mm -hmm. It's really cool. Like, I like what they're doing with the the MVP screen. What I want is a little bit more explanation as to what constitutes getting on the MVP screen. Because even if you're at the top of the leaderboard, you may not be on it. Exactly. 
Yeah, exactly. And to me, it feels like because whenever you look at the MVP screen, it shows how much damage you did, how many downs you have, how many revives you have, and how many bomb plants or bomb diffuses that you have. Somehow there's this hidden metric that takes all of this stuff into consideration and calculates who deserves to be the MVP for that match. And it would be nice if it was like, oh, we prioritize how many bomb plant or how much objective, regardless of game type, that takes priority on who gets on the top of the MVP screen. And then after, you know, objective time or objectives that you're doing, then it goes by revives, then it goes by damage, then it goes by downs. That way, you know, you can kind of understand why these people are MVP. Because here's the thing. If I'm having a game where I've got 20 downs on it, but somebody has 10 bomb plants, they get MVP, let them have it. You know what I mean? Like, that's a yeah. feat to be able to plant or defuse the bomb that many times. And like I'm a okay. shitload of revives or something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm okay with that, you know? Just, ex- just have a more direct explanation instead of just having it scattered out. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because like it isn't accurate. It'll just say like some things. Like sometimes it'll say I mean revives and damage and bomb plans. Like it's not very accurate. It's kind of just jumbles three things together, and it doesn't really say much. Yeah, because exactly. Like, even like you said, even on the leaderboards, when you're looking at the game, the stats look totally different yeah. on the leaderboards than they are at the end of the match on MVP. Yeah. So a little bit of explanation there would go like a huge, huge way, like to explain as to like what constitutes this. And then also, I think that there there's two things that they're like kind of missing out on in this scenario. Um, Whenever you have the top three MVPs, it would be nice if it would like display their emblem banner and then their like tag or whatever it is, their their little saying or whatever it is bigger to show some type of like, hey, I did good. Here's this really cool banner that you could only get by doing this really cool thing, and I have it, and here it is. You know what I mean? Because, yeah, or even let you emote. Yeah, and that's the other thing. That'd like, cool. If they're going to have us be in static MVP poses, that's fine, but allow us the opportunity to purchase MVP poses. <clears throat> That'd be pretty cool. I mean, I think that that is like... That's a cosmetic that you can sell for money. It's also something that you can lump into events and battle passes to be space fillers. And it's something cool. Like, it it would be cool if I saw, like, a canon, you know, MVP emote or a canon MVP pose that's, like, super badass. And I really, really want that to display when I do good with canon. You know what I mean? Ching. Yeah, exactly. So I think, and what would be cool is since there's three of them, it would be cool if they had static MVP poses and they also had animated ones where the two people that were came in second and third are the static MVP poses where they're just standing there. And then you have the animated MVP pose for the person that got number one, you know, mm-hmm. that way you can flex on them a little bit more, you know? Yeah. A better one. Yeah. Uh, We also got dynamic match music that happens to only work part of the time for some reason. So it's getting a little confusing with that. 
Yeah, so there's some time, like the new music, uh, it took a little bit of getting used to, but now I'm kind of used to it. You've got new victory music, you've got new defeat music, you've got new round dependent music and all that cool stuff. Like, it's cool. I'm glad they went in there and kind of revamped everything and gave it a facelift. But it doesn't really matter if you give it a facelift if it doesn't work. Like, how many games have we played where as soon as we, like, are in the plane getting getting ready to buy stuff, it plays music, and then it doesn't play music for the rest of the match? The server usually runs like shit. Yeah. It plays the old music. The victory. Yeah. Yeah, old victory music. That file shouldn't even be in there, dude. Get it out. Right. But then we wouldn't hear the rest of the music throughout the rest of the game. Like that's usually that lets us know when the servers are gonna be a little wonky. Dude, until like last week, I finally heard the music that plays when you get when you lose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it just started playing that all of a sudden. It was like, oh, there's music for that too. Yeah. Yeah. And I I, I so, feel I feel like this dynamic music is also causing a lot of issues with gunfire audio footstep audio ability audio like there's been a lot of times where i've been shooting someone or someone shooting at me and i don't hear the actual weapon shots um you hear abilities get or abilities get used but you don't hear the audio cues for them you know like that's not good i would rather have no music in the game and have like great audio as far as like the sound design turned off dude and it's still fucked up yeah, exactly. Man. I've got it turned off my as well. My footsteps are loud as fuck, dude. Like, why are my footsteps so loud? Yeah. They went in there and upped that audio for individual footsteps. For me. Yeah, for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the audio is a little wonky. Sometimes we can hear gunshots from halfway across the map. Yeah. That's like literally in our ear. You know, when y'all were shooting, sometimes it sounds like y'all were right beside me, but y'all are on B and I'm on A. You know, yeah. just, so certain maps do that. To different one of us at different times like we've all had those moments where we've said that about the audio and that's the best thing going for this game there's the audio so yeah and they're slowly i hate to see that get yeah, fucked up. yeah they're slowly figuring out a way to destroy that and that doesn't feel good like if the m- dynamic music is gonna f- is gonna mess the actual audio and game up then take it out until you figure out what's wrong with it Herbers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I, I mean, cold. Yeah. Um, we also got dynamic scoreboards, which is a feature that I've very much been enjoying. Where it actually, like on demolition specifically, it shows how many bomb plants or diffuses, how much damage you do, etc. And to me, it feels like it adds something extra because whenever you're playing with randos, then you can kind of see like, here's my thing. If I'm playing with a rando and they're not performing relatively well when it comes to like actual gunfights and engagements, but they're defusing the bomb, they're planting the bomb, they're reviving people, and they've got a decent amount of damage, then it's a little bit easier to like not get frustrated at that person. You know what I mean? It paints a different story. And I think that that is something that's, it should have been in the game a long time ago. And I think that if it was introduced a long time ago, that maybe some of this rogue company toxicity could have been negated. <laughs> we also got the narrative event, Jukes Gambit. All right, so, who wants to go first? <laughs> <laughs> I made a whole video about it, so you guys go Dude, ahead. Fuck this shit, man. Why I gotta unlock each one? 
you know, why didn't they just have it all yeah. unlocked, ready to go? And just let me do it as I play. I would already have it all. Exactly. Instead of having to do a hundred fucking LMG kills to begin with. I just finished that one. I, I've like, got like six LMG kills because I just don't play with them that much. Yeah, and it, it's one of those things, man, where like if the narrative event gave you something that you just wanted. Yeah, dude. But when it, I saw what you get on that cheat sheet, I was like, it ain't worth it. It's really uh, not. I mean, it's like suppo- something like a skin, something. Well, like, and like I said in my video, if this is a narrative event that's supposed to be telling a story about Meltdown and like Jackal's and attack on it and all, yeah, and Juke, why why were we not given more information about Juke as a playable character opposed to Juke as her backstory? Here's the thing, man. Me personally, I don't give a fuck where no. any of these rogues come from, who they are, who they know, why they're part of the rogue company, why we're going against Jackal. Yeah. I don't care. What mm-hmm. I want to know is what Juke's ability is, what yeah. her passive ability is, what weapons she's going to have. Give us some good information. And maybe for completing that, since it's the Juke's Gambit, you should get like a skin for her. Oh, yeah, right. You know what yeah. I mean? Like a badass legendary skin that you'll just automatically get. Yeah. For grinding your ass off and playing respawn modes, because it kind of forces you to, yeah. to go do that if you want to. Takes a long time to do that demolition, dude. I know, right? It really does. Yeah. But I mean, the seeker event, the Rambo event, was the best event that they've done in Rogue Company so far. And yes, you had to use Seeker in order to unlock those challenges. But you got all of the challenges right yeah. out of the gate and you could complete them in any order you wanted to. Like they're forcing people to grind, dude. Yeah, and it's, it you get four rewards from this Juke Scammit event, and all four of those rewards are not worth it. The not Ram- anything for the skin. Yeah, I mean, the look at the Rambo stuff that you got. You got a Rambo yeah. emblem, you got a title, you got a card, you got all this cool stuff that was Rambo-centric. You could do it at your own leisure. You had different challenges that you could complete at any any way you wanted to complete them. But yet we're going to do this other crap. It's it's the same way with the yeah. arms dealer event where you have to go in there and select it. Yeah, dude. Like what mark kind the of, one you want to do? It's like I on. mean they did amazing events for paladins, and you've got some of the same people that worked on paladins that are currently working on Rogue Company. Did the people that come up with the events stay at paladins? That's what it seems like. Because the people that are running the events for Rogue Company are really just not doing a good job. And that's just the reality of it. All right, so for the Rogue changes, we have a a lot of changes coming up here. So, first of all, they scaled back the toughness system. So they left the speed at 5% increments, but they nerfed toughness down to 3% increments instead of 5% increments. So now the most that you can get as far as damage reduction is 9%, and the least that you can get is negative 3% damage reduction. And bulletproof. Yeah. The only person I could tell that it changed on was Anvil, dude. But as soon yeah. as you buy those two perks... Yeah. You're right back in business. Yeah, exactly. Yep. You just got to get them. Yeah. Both. Uh, squeeze it. No, I mean, 
bulletproof is really sufficient just overall armor yeah but if you can get the other one but oh of course i'm just saying bulletproof just it goes it is better all match yeah yeah not just whenever they shoot it off it's gone yeah yeah well and and my thing is is like if you're going to scale the toughness back, then go ahead and scale the speed back and make it an even system all across the board. Because yeah. it's not going to be easy to reference anymore. Now it's going to be like, okay, this rogue has five pips in toughness, which is then you're doing quick math. And then it's like, okay, they got a speed of three and then you're doing quick math. Like keep it all on the same level. If you, if you bring speed down by three from 5% down to 3%, you're only affecting like two or three rogues at that point. Lancer, Seeker, and uh, Switchblade. And Lancer, which we'll talk about her in a minute, they nerfed her in a lot of different ways and buffed her in a lot of different ways. Uh, Seeker and, and Switchblade, you fail that speed, but do you necessarily need that speed? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So... I don't know. To me, it felt like what they should have done is like the main offender, like you said, was Anvil. Then you also have uh, Trench in the same scenario where I believe he has a five toughness. He also has legendary armor. They could have just swapped out legendary armor with epic armor. And it would have been almost the same change, you know, or just pull a perk out of the hat. Yeah, exactly. Seems like, you know, so. We finally got the big runway change that we thought we were going to get, man. We knew, because Rome said that he talked to the developers, that there was massive runway changes coming down the pipeline. And we finally got them in this update. She no longer gets cash from people hitting her briefcase anymore. Oh, that's why. I was like, did it? It was the same to me. Game I didn't changer. even know she got money for that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. $500, dude. Make, make it or way. break it. Yeah, I know, right? I wonder if when they go to land, if they're going to unban her, because this, is, this has mm. to be the nerf that they were talking about, right? Mm. No comment. I don't understand. I don't understand. Like, to me removing the cash that she gets from someone getting her briefcase. It is $500, okay? Hey, shit, man. That means... Well, that includes like, yourself, too, right? I don't think... Do you give yourself money? I don't think you do. Uh, I guess that's like... So if you throw it down and let two other people hit it, then you'll get a grand. Yeah. I don't know. I think everybody that hits it, you, you get money. But usually when you hit it, you're looking at it, you know? Yeah. So like yeah. I, I can't I can't actually confirm that you yeah. get cash. But like it's you know, it's a valuable question. So, but uh how, it didn't change shit. Like, yeah. How how was okay. remo- removing the five hundred dollar cash that she got from that, how does that do anything? It doesn't. I don't know. I mean, legit. And I mean, just to her, it's two thousand dollars. Bro, she can revive money. one person, and she's yeah. already made up for that. Yeah, and then yeah, some. I, I agree. Yeah. So I, I don't. That change just does not make any sense to me whatsoever. She just doesn't match Kestrel anymore. That's all that means because Kestrel gets five hundred per down. So yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know, dude. I don't get it at all. 
So we've got some Lancer changes here. This is what the developers had to say about this Lancer changes. And I kind of want to talk about this for just a second before we get into it. Lancer has been performing exceedingly well and has blown mm -hmm. past others' ability to track her. To address this, we have brought down her perks and ability. Who are they talking to? Because when they introduced the speed and toughness system, it finally... Yeah. Felt, it felt like they finally found a way to balance Lancer out. Well, it's like they're looking at data from like a year ago. Yeah, exactly. Ex exactly. Like. And, and here's the thing, man. Lancer that is running, unless she's running at you, can't be easily tracked. That's part wow. of like how her play style is. But guess what she's not doing when that happens? She's not shooting at you. Like, when she's moving like that, unless she's running directly towards you, she's not a threat. Who cares if people can track her or not? I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. But anyway, they, they made a lot of changes to her kit here. So, they, they, Epic Quick Hands was replaced with Epic Bounce Back. Legendary Evade was replaced with Legendary Gunsmith. Ability speed changed from 20% down to 10%, and the ability charge time changed from 45 to 55 seconds. So, you get rid of Quick Hands, which allows you to reload faster, because she has raw oh, reload. That yeah. Make, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, why she even have that? Yeah, but you're going to give her epic bounce back where she starts epic. to reload. Yeah, where she starts regaining her health faster. That makes sense. That sounds like a buff to me. You know, they got rid of legendary evade, which makes her move faster. Mm -hmm. But they gave and her legend. Yeah, she has legendary life drain. Yeah. Oh, but they took away legendary evade, but they gave her legendary gunsmith. Arbitrator, come on down. Exactly. So they balanced the arbitrator. They finally balanced the arbitrator out. But then they and put, Lancer. Yeah, and Lancer. Then they put this perk in the game where it gives you an extra bullet with the arbitrator, and then you're gonna give it to the character that single handedly broke the arbitrator to begin with. Makes sense. Who was making decisions? I mean, I already think the gunsmith perks a little like stupid anyway. Because like I was telling Adam about it the other day about it not making any sense. So, well, so it's only going to give her one more bullet for legendary, right? For arbitrator. For the arbitrator and the tear, it gives one more bullet. But for shotguns, assault rifles, and SMGs, it bumps that that total clip size up pretty significantly. So you're saying the arbitrator might have four, maybe five bullets? It only has three. No, it's only th that one because it scales because it's a percentage base. Because it's got two. So. Yeah. Right, so it only goes up. One. Just See, like Fixer's Sniper. Yeah, 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 like Fixer's Sniper, for example. He has a legendary gunsmith, runs a tier. You buy it, you only get one, and it takes away the falloff damage. However, if you run a Phantom, gunsmith is only... 5,000. Yeah. Gives you additional bullet and the same thing. So you can literally run a different character with a cheaper fucking perk or, and run the tier. I'm just saying, like, that's kind of broke. And it's it doesn't matter if it's perk. legendary. Like, you still get yeah. the same. Yeah. You get the same. It's just cheaper. And the same. Right. Like, 
Yeah. Same thing goes for uh, Scorch. She has a cheap gunsmith pur- purchase. So, I mean, even though she has to pay 10000 it's really not hurting her because she's just going to take advantage of that yeah. roll, yeah. reload. And yeah. it's just going to, yeah, this is, gonna, this is sounding like some meta stuff right here. Yeah. And, I mean, like, there's certain perks. We've talked about this and talked about this. There's certain perks that need to be reworked completely or removed. Gunsmith is definitely one of those perks. And I think that the fundamental idea of Gunsmith being a perk where it nullifies fall-off damage is okay. If it's going to give you more ammo, that's okay. It should not increase the clip size of the weapon. It shouldn't. It just go from, like, 40 in an AR to, like, 57. Yeah. So, yeah. And what you do, what people don't realize, what this is my thing. What I don't think people realize is the fact that Gunsmith, by, 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 by the way the perk works, extends the TTK of all the weapons that for the rogues that have yeah. access to that. So you're not increasing the TTK unless you're using something like the tier or the arbitrator. But you're also not decreasing the TTK. You're extending the TTK by making it longer because you have more ammo. So quit fucking with the TTK. Just stop. (laughs) Give the bullets, give the weapons the certain amount of bullets that they need in their in their fucking clips. Yeah. And if if you offer an upgrade path for that weapon that increases the magazine size, that's perfectly fine. But quit putting perks and other stuff in the game that influences this. You can run Lancer with Legendary Gunsmith against a Fixer and pick the tear up, and you have three bullets in it, regardless of if Fixer has Gunsmith or not. Who thought that? Oh, I was? didn't know that. I yeah. didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, I so, was wondering one night if that like carried over. Some of the perks would carry over if you grab somebody else's weapon. Yeah. So, who thought this was a good idea? Like, all right. So they changed the ability speed from twenty percent down to ten percent to make her a little bit slower. They also increased the the re, uh, ability recharge time from forty five to fifty five seconds. Yet we're gonna break the character by giving her gunsmith and also bounce back. And she's still fast. Yeah. So I'm you honest. so you didn't do anything to bring her down. You just re you reassigned her lethality. That's all you did. You reassigned Damn it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because that's already yeah, that's gonna be bad. I agree with what you said though. Change the gunsmith to set of the clip to the magazine. That'd just be way better. Because I mean, people complain about fixer. Over him having an additional bullet, but like now he has Gunsmith, though, let him have an additional bullet. So <laughs> it's just, yeah. it's a, it doesn't change. You're seeing a lot more yeah. fixers. You know? Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, fixers really good when he, with the yeah. smoke and the vision, man. Like he's got a badass pistol. Got the smoke. was amazing. His perks for him is amazing. So, like, it's just, again, people complain about these two characters and. They're literally handing them the same perks that made them broken to begin with. It's their it's fault. Hilarious. It is their fault. Absolutely. Yeah. I buy the perk every fucking yeah, time. Dude. I save my money. I buy the gun. Wait. Gunsmith. Next round. Every time. So that's Lancer. I mean, they're going to... 
I've come to the conclusion that they're going to yeah. continue to find ways to break this character. Well, whenever they make changes I mean, to it, man, people just bitch. They're like, no. Yeah. It sounds like she's like, going to be broke. It sounds like that they're trying to fix Runway, but it's not going to fix Runway. And then they're going to break Lancer. So now they're going to have two characters they're going to have to worry about in ranks and the metas. Yeah, I mean, I'll, another character that gets banned. Yeah, I watched a lot yeah. of that. A lot of that CMG. You know, I've been watching the qualification yeah. matches and stuff. Lancer is almost banned every single time. Why? Like these are pro level players, and nine times out of ten, now the way that Lancer is now, unless she's running gunsmith with the arbitrator or gunsmith with the fucking objection right up in your ass or something like that. I don't have a problem fighting against her anymore. But the no, pros... They don't have enough bands, too. Like, a lot of these teams are just doing gentlemen's agreements. Yeah. Where they're like, look, we're not going to use this or that. We're not going to be cheesy. Yeah. And it's like, okay. Yeah, right. Because it is cheesy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, for Dahlia, they removed her smoke grenades and they gave her an APS system. There's been a lot of people online bitching about this. I don't really care either way. I mean, it doesn't affect her overall. She doesn't use any ability that lets her see through the smoke. Yeah, I mean, and I understand, like, but here's the thing, though. Like, people are complaining, like, most people use the smoke grenades as a way to, like, push objectives and things like that. And I get that. That's what the smoke, that's what it's there for. Dahlia's a support character. She's not she's not a breacher. You know what I mean? Yeah. So to me, her having APS systems makes more sense because yeah. you, you can heal somebody, you can throw it down. Exactly. You can only yeah. mark one person, but you can run over and heal someone by throwing an APS system down real quick, you know? So and that kind of helps her in the medical field against Saint because like Saint's pretty much the primary medic. Yeah, exactly. So, like, yeah, granting her that with her ability just makes it more, yeah, I like that, for real. Yeah. It makes her more reason She's to use good. her character. Yeah. Yeah. So, Umbra, they got rid of his smoke grenades as well, and they gave him tear gas grenades. Um, And I never really prioritize smoke with Umbra, but I have been playing him a little bit with the tear gas. And I don't mind it because you can kind of use the tear gas grenades as more or less a trap, a spider yeah. trap, you know? Yep. Cause you Get can them stuck in that, run the spider up on them. Exactly. Yeah. So, so you slow down like crazy. Yeah. It makes a ton of sense why they made that change because it pairs really, really well with his ability. So I'm, I'm fine with that. They they did a couple of weird things with Dallas here. So they replaced Rare Berserker and gave him Rare Stalker, and they added Epic Quick Hands. So he had Stalker before they did all the perk changes, and I'm guessing that a lot of people, especially the competitive players, were complaining because he didn't have Stalker anymore. So that feels like why that happened and to yeah. compensate for him not having berserker they gave him epic quick hands to allow him to reload quicker like for the devotion for the aim down sight penalty yeah okay yeah b- pretty much yeah so we also got some weapon changes here so the objection the max accuracy loss was changed from 0.045 to 0.055 i don't know if that's good or bad 
but it is a change. Uh, the Riptide, the headshot damage was changed from 28 to 32. So they're trying Doesn't to... Rip. Yeah. They're, they're, Doesn't rip. No. They're trying to make the Riptide not be the worst assault rifle in the game. So they're, it's pretty bad, dude. Yeah, so I feel like we're going to see a lot of Riptide changes in the next couple of updates. Um, the SL... Sorry. Oh, go ahead, man. Go. I was just saying, that was pretty a significant change. I mean, 28 to 32 headshots. It is still being a doo-doo gun. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I mean... It needs to change for a while because when they first released it with uh, Kestrel, it was a good gun. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yes, it, it was. was a beamer, dude. Loved it. They did the same thing with it that they did with all of them. They released yeah. it. It was in a really good spot. They decided that it was overperforming. They decided to nerf it into the ground and make it completely unusable. And now they're trying to rebuild it back up to where it it once was. Well, it's going to take more than that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think what they need to do is maybe bring some of the weapon bloom down a little bit or um, increase the handling of it just a little bit. Because the damage is okay. It's just the fact that, like, it, it, it it's outperformed by other weapons. That's, that's yeah. just the way that it is. The HRM is better in every way. The, um, Sahara is better in every way. The K30 is better in every way. The Hydra, if you're good with a Hydra, is better in every way. You know what I mean? Like every yeah. other assault rifle outclasses it. So. so instead of bringing all the other guns down to match that one, because, you know, they've done shit like that before. Yeah. Let's just fix that one. Yeah. So I think. The other ones feel pretty good. Yeah, they do. For the most part. So I think that we'll see some more Reptide changes in the future, hopefully. Uh, one change that I'm very happy about is the SLC. They changed the base fall-off damage or fall-off range from 10.5 meters to 12.5 meters. You wouldn't think that that 2 meters would make a difference, but trying to master that weapon before the update and after the update, it's like night yeah. and day. It feels so much better than it did before. Yeah, you can burn somebody down now with it. Yeah, you don't have That's to get a decent range. Like, yeah, you don't have to use it like you did the objection at that point. You know, well, that's the thing. Like when you can pick the LMP. Yeah. Why would you pick that gun? Yeah. You know. Exactly. Yeah. So the bishop had a lot of changes to it. So the headshot damage was changed from thirty-eight to forty. The body shot damage was changed from twenty-seven to thirty. The base fall-off one range was changed from 16 meters to 20 meters. The base fall-off two range was changed from 26 to 30 meters. The level three fall-off one change from 20 to 24 meters. And the level three fall-off two change from 30 meters to 34 meters. So they buffed it in almost every way that you can possibly buff it. They increased the ranges all across the board. They increased the damage for the body and for the head. And... Using this weapon, it, right? Well, using this weapon before the update and then after the update, it definitely feels better after the update came out. But where the bishop falls short, in my opinion, is the bloom of the weapon. It's too unpredictable in close quarters combat situations. The MX got a sniper rifles, just bam. Yeah, exactly. Shotgun. Yeah, um, the MXR and the D3DI. And the Mamba, in my opinion, are the best close quarters, like, hip-fire weapons in the game currently. Um, and you guys saw, like, y'all saw that earlier when I was using the D3DI. It's almost pinpoint accurate. 
whenever you're hip firing with it. It feels really good. The MXR has some bloom. You're hitting about 50% of your shots. Bishop feels like you're hitting about 25% of your shots hip firing it. So I think that they need to tighten that hip fire spread up just a little bit, and it would put it where it needs to be, in my opinion, which I understand. It fires way faster than all the rest of the DMRs, so you're able to pump out more bullets in, in a shorter amount of time. But what good are those bullets if they don't connect they don't with anything? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Makes so, sense. Yeah. Uh, for the devotion, the fire rate was increased at base from 2.22 to 2.5, and the level 3 fire rate changed from 2.5 to 2.67. This is a weapon that I've been struggling with lately. I've heard you complain a lot, dude. Yeah. Uh, the bloom for this weapon in a hip fire is absolutely atrocious, and the fire rate in the shooting range and the fire rate in game are two completely different fire rates. They what good is that? You know exactly. That's practice. Yeah, you can go in the fire range and you can shoot this thing really, really, really quickly. Once you load into a game, you can basically almost half that 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 fire rate. Damn. It's, it feels bad, man. And I know that the devotion is supposed to be something where, like, coupled with the sharpshooter perk, where it does, it does like, 94 headshot damage on, on a lot of rogues that don't have, yeah, yeah. That, but whenever you're getting pushed, whenever you're trying to push up with someone, the devotion just is not it. And I've noticed that, man, it's always those the close quarters. Yeah. Somebody rolls up on you with SMG. Yeah. Dead. You just don't you Damn. don't you don't have the proper like bloom for for that weapon to be worth it. So I don't know. Something needs to happen with it. To me, like here's here's another thing real quick, thinking outside the box a little bit. Gunsmith perk, right? Why can't we have the gunsmith perk or a perk like renamed rename it or whatever where it like tightens up the hip fire spread of the weapons? With the bloom, yeah, dude, that would be great—a hip fire perk. Exactly. Give it to people that run uh, DMRs and yeah, I mean, yeah, like things like Even that. Pistol. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, the executioner is one of the biggest offenders with that currently. Oh. Where you may, it's a fifty-fifty shot whether yeah. you're going to get that hip fire shot, and you your cursor could be the on, right their, on, them, on their entire body, and you still don't hit that shot. I don't it's, understand why they do that. I, I don't know. Like, if, but I'm on them. Yeah. I don't know if it's because of the bloom or the, the latency of the servers or both. It could oh, be yeah. a combination of the two. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but like those problem perks, why can't we rework them into like useful perks? Dude, I would purchase a hip fire perk. Yeah. Like you could. In a heartbeat. You could also add another perk into the game and if you wanted to do it with Gunsmith to where it. It reduces the recoil of the weapon, or it tightens, or it increases the handling of the weapon, or you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that to me would be more beneficial than we give you more bullet go burr, you know? Yeah, like, well, that come makes on, this with the fall off damage, so have it like reduce recoil and fall off damage or something like that instead of it just messing with the magazine size, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. I, mean, I don't know about like the hip firing. Like tighten it up because that still sounds like a TTK change. Because like if you buy that, then like yeah, all your guns, whoever's running that perk, all your guns now when you run hip firing, is going to be like 
super better at aiming. Yeah, you'll just have them running them hip fire. Right, yeah. they'll just yeah. run them out, just fucking hip firing people. So that would that, happen. Yeah. Yes. But here's the counterbalance to hip fire gunfights, though. With hip fire gunfights, it leaves you open for movement, right? Oh yeah. So that's that's where your movement would actually come in clutch because, like, if you're ADS and you can't roll, you can't jump, you can't mm-hmm. you can't vault, you can't do any of that stuff. Whenever I'm in hip fire engagements, I'm climbing on stuff, whether it's intentional or unintentional. I'm rolling all over the place. That's where it would make those like close quarters hip fire gunfights more interesting because it would allow for more movement to happen. I agree. They're just crucial parts too, though. That's all. So like, they're they're sometimes those are like what what it boils down to. Was you hip firing? Was you aiming down sight? Because if it was hip firing, you probably could have won that fight. You know, yeah. like yeah. So it just it just comes down to those bull down moments. That's all. Maybe. Right. But I Dude, the thing too with the hip fire, man. Like you'll learn. Like when you'll hop online at night, start playing. It's like okay, it's not a good night to hip fire. Yeah, right. Not a hip fire night. Sometimes it's great. Yeah. Sometimes well, it works. I like to I like to invert like with my like so it just depending like how far are you away from me? Like yeah. if you're so far away, I'm wanting to aim down side. If you're really close up, I'd rather just hip fire. Because yeah. my aim down side is slower than my hip fire. Of course. Yeah. So it's just again, it's situational, but like I do agree with you what you're saying too. Like just all that motion, like it's all that would be critical in any moment of any gunfight. Yeah. Oh, the skill gap, dude. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, last up here for the weapon changes, the HRM 30K, they increased the fire rate from 6.06 to 6.33, and by doing so, the base vertical kick minimum was changed from 0.8 to 0.75, and the base vertical kick maximum was changed from 0.85 to 0.8. So they kind of adjusted the kick of the weapon a little bit based on the fire rate increase. So more or less what they did was they didn't reduce any of the damage of the weapon. They increased the the fire rate of the weapon. And then they also adjusted the kick in a positive way to allow the weapon to be easily handled due to that new fire rate increase. How's it feel? I don't ever run it. I'm a Mark IV guy, so... It it feels great. Like it feels like it might be the best assault rifle in the game right now. It does a lot of damage. Yeah. Like it, it, sure. it feels really, really good. So But those are the Rogue Rising update changes. But on the hills of the Rogue Rising update changes, we also got this past week Rogue Rising Hotfix. So one thing that they did in the update that was kind of unintentional was they removed a lifeline from Saint and they gave him life tree, right? So the hot fix actually reverted that. So now in the, with the hot fix being released, Saint now has lifeline again, but he no longer has life tree. And this is Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. And this is what I'll say about this. I think that you could take uh, another perk from Saint and give him life drain because yeah, it'd be nice, dude. Yeah, because he already has perks in his kit that allow Target him kit. 
Yeah, it allows him to either play as a full support or he can play as a full aggressive character. Yeah, you still fuck shit up. Yeah, and it would be nice if they gave him life drain so that if you wanted to fully commit to an aggressive saint play style, then you could fully commit to that with the life drain perk. Or if you wanted to commit to the full support character, you could commit to the helping hands and the uh, lifeline perk. You know what I mean? It would really help, dude, because like, you can only run that, you know, an AR. Yeah. Got no SMG. Yeah. You got really C4. Help. Yeah, the C4's bad. You've got yeah. smoke grenades, I think, or trophies. I can't remember Might what it is. I hit them. You don't know. Yeah, exactly. So uh, they also fixed an animation issue with the LR15 scope. I never encountered this, so I don't really know what this is about. So I don't, I don't uh, know. Well, what are they talking about? I have. They yeah. fixed it. I don't even say what it is. Yeah. LR15 scope? You're talking about the full body? Yeah. I've been running it and running it and running it. I haven't noticed anything. I have noticed that sometimes when I'm running the tier that I can't see the crosshairs on the scope. But I've like, noticed that on the tier. Yeah. Yeah, that's not yeah. on the full body that's on the tier. So Yeah. Fix that too, you know? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Add that to the list. Yeah. Yeah. Noted. Uh, they also fixed the discoloration issue with the digital matrix glitch skin. So this is the new glitch skin that was released in the Rogues Rising update. And I I mean, I don't have that skin. I don't run that skin. So I'm not really sure what that discoloration issue is. But basically, it's like an RGB skin that cycles between different colors. Yeah. So I'm guessing that it had something to do with maybe the colors weren't syncing up correctly or they weren't in the right shades or something like that, you know. Oh. But... Yeah, that, Glad that's Glad they great. fixed that. Yeah, I know, right, yeah. <clears throat> and then the last thing that we're going to hit on before we get into the community section is a post here by at Roco Leaks. So this is something that we have talked about before. Um, Green Boy actually submitted it to us the first time. So this is g- gameplay of the new SMG, the Ibex. So the Ibex is a five-round burst SMG. And I'm going to play this in the background as we're talking about it. But they're using the D40C as the uh, placeholder skin or the placeholder weapon for the for this. And the upgrade path that they have on here, which is subject to change because, of course, it's not in the game yet. But you have um, you have an upgrade where it increases the magazine size and the reload speed. Um the next upgrade increases the hipfire accuracy and reduces the reticle bloom. And then the last upgrade increases the damage range and also adds suppressing fire. So as you can see here, they're running around in the shooting range with the Ibex and they are using it. And I mean, this thing hits really hard. Why did you notice like, so it, of course, as soon as you pull the trigger, it just goes up. Yeah. Five bullets. But if you did you notice if you put pull the trigger again, it like goes down and resets and does it again. Yeah, yeah. It like pulls it down. I mean I'll probably fix that, but Yeah. If you just watch the footage, it does that. Like Yeah. As soon as you put hit the button, it just resets. Wherever you yeah. had it pointed, shoots up again, shoots up again. Yeah. And the recoil pattern on it is very interesting. So a lot of the weapons in the game have a very similar recoil pattern. You know, they normally pull up and to the right just a little bit. Uh, Some of them are a little bit different than that, but the majority of them have this really 
up to the right recoil pattern. This one, it looks like each burst, there's like a 50-50 chance that it's going to either pull up and to the right or up and to the left. Quick math. And since it's a five-round burst, at range, it looks like it has a very aggressive recoil pattern. But up close, hip-firing it especially, you can dump a ton of damage yeah. out really quickly. It's absolutely insane. It does look like a hip-fire beast. Yeah. So I think, you know, from what I've heard, this is possibly going to be Juke's SMG when she's released. I've also heard rumors that there's possibly another light machine gun that's going to be added into the game for Juke. So she'll have a SMG, oh. a new SMG and a new light machine gun. Maybe that's why we've got get 100 light machine gun downs as one of the challenges for for the the thing but you know what would be nice if like oh this challenge has something to do with this character being released and then it's like a little weak yeah. nod but there's none of that yeah none of that so that would make sense though since she's called juke like having that you know five round burst yeah hip fire you're juking them dude you're just all around them just yeah yeah she just sounds like a flanker yeah so, so it sounds like she might be another lancer type or get up in your ass top yeah character so i mean even her chapter three out it's like 1500 meters i mean that sounds like some lancer territory oh yeah she's covering some ground yeah 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 flanker yeah and it it honestly wouldn't surprise me if like if she had an ability to where she was able to move from one location to another location like instantaneous so for like teleport possibly yeah Ooh. or like she throws something down oh and, and then she just pops out when it hits yeah she like when she starts teleport she can she can activate it and escape yeah you know damn so i mean yeah. which if they, i want to know the perk yeah that's yeah exactly i'm out with her yeah but maybe that, you know, some of that stuff feeds into it. It'd be very interesting. It would be kind of cool if they introduced a character like that. Or, like, the idea of, like, what you're saying, Garbo, where you throw, like, a placeholder down. It's kind of yeah. like, um, what were those things in Call of Duty? The response? Yes. Yeah. So imagine... Yeah. Imagine throwing one of those things, one of those things down. You run into an objective oh. and you just start firing, and then you hit your ability button, and it takes you right back to where you threw that thing down at. You do yeah, that them. could be your whole ability. That's though. a joke. Like you get man. killed, yeah. you just come back out of that thing. Yeah, you're back, extra life. Yeah, I mean, eh. I don't know about extra life because that's kind of op. Uh, I can't say that because Chalk has a revive ability. I mean, but I like, like that, she also, but you can activate like if you're down and you have it somewhere and you activate that, then you can teleport somewhere. That would be kind of yeah, cool. yeah. So like maybe you can't activate the ability if you're already down. I mean, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like maybe not for a revive. I think you could just use it for like escape, more like a juke. Yeah, like uh, Griffin just said, a and like that's why her name's Juke. So I mean, that would be. Oh. That that would be a pretty interesting play style, and it would kind of give you like it's a lot of risk versus reward, right? Because you got to not only like I'm I'm imagining that this is something that's going to be on a timer, right? Mm -hmm. So you throw it down, and you get like ten, fifteen seconds before it's going to force you to go back to that location. So not only do you have to manage the timer of the ability itself, but you're also going to have to manage uh, how much damage that you're currently taking 
also how much intel you can get in that moment and anything else that you can do. So I think that that would be an interesting play style for but Oh, well, when you say it like that, maybe she might be like a replicate character. Like maybe she can make a replication of herself and then like go out and be like an intel character. Oh, that would be kind of cool. People, yeah, then when people go to yeah. shoot her and everything, it will just dissipate because it's not actually her. Like a yeah, it's just a hologram. Yeah. Yeah. So juke. <laughs> yeah. And then you just shoot them in the back while they're shooting you, the hologram. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See. I mean, there's some good ideas that if they cool. if they haven't used anything. There's two really good character ideas for you. You know. Yeah. So there you go. Those are for free. Just for juke. <laughs> yeah. So with that, let's transition over into the community section. All right, guys, this is the community section of the unofficial, official, unofficial Rogue Company podcast. Broadcast. if you want to contribute in any way, feel free to hit us up on Twitter at Brocast. You can email us, broadcast at gmail.com, or you can join the Discord server. There we have a channel called Broadcast Contributions. If you want to submit anything, those are the places to do so. And first of all, we're going to get into something that's a little bit different here. This is something that I kind of wanted to bring up. Me and Adam actually talked about this the other night. So there was an individual named Gipster, or G-P-P-S-T-E-R. I'm guessing it's Gipster, that had their account banned on April the 25th. They said, awesome, high-res team took the time to ban my account and not the hackers I've been posting. Y'all just keep going backwards. Then he posted a link where it shows that the ban applied by the game developers um, visit anti-easy cheat support and all this kind of stuff. So Gipster, what he was doing was playing playing the game and then uploading like pictures and, and score screens and stuff of people that were possibly cheating in the game. And he got his account banned, right? Oh. Then, so this happened on April the 25th. Then on May the 13th, Posted on Twitter, I talked with Hi-Res support today regarding my ban. They were able to contact Easy Anti-Cheat for me as when I sent in a request as I was never get, getting a reply back. My account was reviewed and now has been unbanned. So, whenever you look at the original post, the ban was applied by the game developer. I'm guessing in regards to Easy Anti-Cheat since they said Rogue Company hyphen visit Easy Anti-Cheat. So something in the anti-cheat software triggered a ban for his account, right? Mm-hmm. Couldn't get it unbanned. Ref- like, didn't play the game, anything like that. We talked about this on the last broadcast where Radar said that they're going to have actual live technical support on the high-res website on certain days between the, like, the hours of 1 and 5 o'clock. They contacted the people that was on the live support Explain the situation. They actually reviewed the account, probably for the first time ever, realized that this person wasn't cheating, and then unbanned them. So if you guys are telling us that we need to submit reports and that we need to do you know, all of this stuff to address the cheating and the exploiting situation in the game, yet you're going to have a community member that was like... Not rightfully banned. Yeah, for a long time. For for over a month, for almost a month, right? And you're not going to review that ban whatsoever. Easy anti-cheat went in, banned this person. Bam, gave them the ban hammer. 
you're not going to review that in-house to see if that band was something that was legitimate. And then this person is going to have to take it upon themselves to try to get their account unbanned. What is going and on? Did. Yeah, exactly. And was successful. Like, what is going on over there? I'm noticing that he's on Steam, man. I wonder if all the bullshit bands are on Steam. Possibly. Possibly. You know? Yeah. Just wonder. No yeah. reason why they banned him? I mean, the the post says that the um, VAC and game bans for your account. Bans applied by the game developer. Game bans are not VAC bans, and they are issued by the individual game. Steam support is unable to remove your in-game bans or to provide you with further information about your ban. All the information you can receive about the ban has been provided to you in-game. <laughs> yeah. No, no explanation. Nothing. nothing. They just banned the dude's account. Just banned yeah. And then... Yeah, exactly. Had to go through that much trouble just to get the account unbanned. What's embarrassing is he was able to overturn the the ban. Yeah, so that makes them it was a bullshit like, ban. Yeah, yeah. Like, what are y'all doing? Are y'all actually checking actual hackers? This guy is actually trying to publicize hackers, and instead you ban the publicizer. Yeah, makes you wonder. They're they're leaving it to the bots to ban people, and then not checking up on it. Exactly. And, and it, that's the biggest problem. If you're going to leave a bot to ban it, the least you could do is have someone going through and checking the bans. Yeah. Whenever you go back through the Twitter page here, like this dude was like, hey, Hi-Rez Mini. Hey, Gandhi. Hey, Radar. My account was banned. I'm not a hacker. Can you guys please look into this? Oh, contact. Enter a support ticket. Okay, well, it wasn't until this person talked to someone on the live chat before someone actually did something about it. Mm -hmm. What good is submitting a support ticket if you're not going to do anything about it? And having an anti-chief, it doesn't work. Exactly. Bans him, but leaves the hackers in? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so it's 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 something that I wanted to bring up because you know there's been people in the past like EZX and other people that have wanted us to talk about these people that have got wrongfully banned. And you know in the last episode of broadcast we talked yep. about the fact that like we really can't comment too much on it because we don't know the individuals, we don't know the circumstances. This is something that's pretty much black and white. Some pretty damning evidence, dude. Yeah, that they're banning people that didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, and a lot of those bands, like whenever those the mass Christmas massacre, that's what I call it. You know, when they yeah. went on, when they shut the company down for three weeks for Christmas break, and there was like hundreds of accounts that got banned on Rogue Company. That's hundreds of people that probably uninstalled the game and never came back. It was the Christmas massacre. It was. It was the Christmas massacre of Rogue Company, dude. It was it was crazy. So next up, I actually posted the Reddit link to this because I don't want to get my account banned for leaking information or anything like this. This was something that was posted on the Reddit page. As you can see right here on this screen, 
by iSmack TV. Someone spammed, posted this in the Discord. So this is allegedly the upcoming battle pass for the next season of Rogue Company. So all we know about this is that it looks like it's going to be a wasteland theme. We have what looks like a Scorch skin, what looks like a Phantom skin, which is kind of weird. We have a Cannon skin that looks almost identical to his recolor. Yeah. And then we have an unnamed individual in the center there. Not really sure who that is. Um, and what's weird about this is if this actually is Phantom, she got a level 50 Wasteland Phantom skin in one of the previous battle passes. I understand that you want to make skins for popular characters, but you're going to double down on the same theme. What are we doing? I don't, I don't know what we're doing here. But I am like, you know, the mech, the the mech battle pass that came out. A lot of people didn't like that battle pass, right? They didn't like the level 50 chalk skin. They thought that it wasn't enough for them or anything like that. I really didn't. I really enjoyed that battle pass. I like what they did with that battle pass. I like the chalk skin. Then they came out with a covert ops update. Everybody was like, this is the best battle pass y'all have done. I think the skins for that for that battle pass are pretty mediocre in comparison. If you're going to do a wasteland battle pass, I'm 100% for that. I love that idea. I also love the fact that you're going to be bringing some of those skins to other characters. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so you can have a full team of Wastelanders. That buy skin is the shit, dude. Yeah, the the Talon, the Wasteland Talon skin's pretty good, yeah. too. Yeah. But that that cannon skin, that ain't a Wasteland skin, dude. It looks just like that? his recolor. It, it looks like it, yeah. Like instead of having the blue pants, he's just got blue jeans on. Yeah, right. Okay. Which are still blue pants. Yeah. <laughs> like what? <laughs> what are we doing? You know? So next up we have a post by the original Vimane. Lancer is definitely cancer. Okay. Oh, sure. Lancer is so broken it's hilarious and the devs say they play the game. Who thought giving Lancer resupply and gunsmith was a good idea? They legit, they legit made her more broken than before. She's overperforming, so let's make her next to impossible to kill. Now, now, I'm regretting supporting weapon mastery. We said in the beginning, weapon mastery wasn't a good idea. It makes me feel good that there's a lot of people coming around to the fact that, oh, weapon mastery kind of unbalances the game. And you don't know what you're up against, dude. You have no idea what they got. Yeah, exactly. And they can swap every round. <laughs> yeah. Like, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't yeah. say. I wouldn't say Lancer is cancer. Mm-mm. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that she's a completely broken character anymore. Before she was, especially with weapon mastery, but now she feels a little bit more manageable. Um, but yeah. I agree, though. Who thought giving Lance a resupply and Gunsmith was a good idea? I didn't even think about the resupply. Yeah, she has roll reload. Just talking about the Gunsmith. Yeah. Yeah. Like what? Okay. Yeah. Here's here's something you could stick somebody with. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. Was it 
an issue? Why? What? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. I don't get it. Here, we don't want to utility spam, but we're going to give Lancer resupply. But again, resupply just needs to go. Either resupply needs to go, or Runway's briefcase just needs to go. One of the two, or both. I mean, both. I wouldn't be mad at it. <laughs> I would not be <laughs> mad at it. Next up, we have a post here by Twelve Bob Dob. Why are there why are there no LTMs? So they released the new map Vertigo and bring back Wingman Strikeout, which I love by the way, but then remove it after like four or five days. What's worse is that they didn't even put another LTM and so the new map they released isn't even playable. I do what? like this Yeah, I do like this game, but honestly there are more reasons to complain than to celebrate. So there's there's two things here. First of all, they're only running LTMs on like Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. <laughs> Why? I, I don't know. Like, is it breaking the game when you run LTMs? Yeah, man. Splitting the player base, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? They're saving it for when there's more people on. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's what's happened. So... And then, so they took um, Wingman Strikeout out um, with, like, they did the Road Rogue Rising update. They put in Wingman Strikeout, which happened on a Tuesday. So they actually put the LTM in early for that update to play the Vertigo map. Then they disabled the LTMs, and I think this weekend's LTM is Skirmish Dodgeball, which will be on the Skirmish maps. So it'll give you a chance to play the new map Vertigo there. But... Like, why isn't there a playlist in the game mm-hmm. that allows you to play the skirmish maps? Like, Especially the new one. Like. You, well, <laughs> you could do four versus four team deathmatch on the skirmish maps, and it's not overwhelming. No. And it would probably run better than 6v6 team deathmatch. We still haven't seen the map. No, not we at all. tried to queue the other night. Yeah, we were waiting on someone, and you were like, "I'll do this dodgeball," and we went, waited and waited. Yeah, and for waited. three minutes, dude. And then you were like, "Okay," and then queued right into demolition, just yeah. bam in it. Yeah. So, I think that like they either need to put a, a playlist in there, like a an always on playlist for the skirmish maps, or find a way to incorporate the skirmish maps into other game modes or something. You know what I mean? Because like. You're wasting money and you're wasting time by developing skirmish maps for LTMs that are only in the game occasionally on weekends. It's like reskinning the shooting range. You built this map and nobody's playing on it. What? I don't know. I don't get it. Next up, we have a post by Extra Philosopher 63 a noob's quick question. I've been playing this amazing game for about four months now. I enjoy the game's small roster, so it's easier to memorize abilities, the gunplay, intensity, slash style, and everything that comes with it. But I do have one question slash complaint. There doesn't seem to be a beginner's cue from what I've experienced. 
After my first two games, in which both I lost, I was thrown into a match with people that really seem to know what they're doing, with proper call-outs, on-point aim, and all of that. I didn't stand a chance, and after a few more days of that, I was about ready to quit. Is there any system in place for beginners to play separately from more experienced veteran players? This is a legitimate concern from a new player. And we see this all the time. We talk oh, about yeah. It, yeah. About how new people are coming in and just getting just destroyed get by matchmaking. Up. So it's just funny that it's perfect that there's somebody actually asking. Them. And, you know, if they care, why haven't they? I mean, yeah. that's what they talk about. But in the well, thing- if you asked them, they'd probably be like, well, there's bot matches. It's yeah, like, yeah, but they're they're bot matches. Exactly. Like, that's yeah. not fun. No. And the tutorial of the stuff is not really good. No. It's, it's kind of. It's kind of like half-assed thrown together, you know. It is. It's not enough to actually prepare or train anybody to be ready Fuck to no. step up to matchmaking because again, peoples and AIs. Are totally two different things, and especially in this yeah. game, you might Not as well just into a wall. get thrown in the storm. They walk in the walls. <laughs> no, you shit. They walk off the map. <laughs> you know. So. Yeah, and and I understand. I understand this question, man, because it's like we've played against people that are like level level ten, have no idea what's going on. Just downloaded the game. You can tell that they really don't know what's going on. You also have people that are level 10 that are outperforming everybody in the lobby. So even if they put a system in place that allowed newer players to play with newer players so that they become comfortable with the game, then the people that are new account boosting are going to exploit that and farm, farm it for easy XP and easy stats. You're getting wrecked. So I guess the reality of the situation is it's better to not have beginner lobbies because they're not going to stop the one true offense to the game, and that's new account boosters. I mean... Makes the numbers look good, dude. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And the people that suffer from that is a combination of new players coming into the game that don't know what's going on, and also veteran players that either get paired up with new players that don't know what's going on, or that play against people that have a very unsatisfying playing experience by just steamrolling all over a whole group of people that just downloaded the game. Happens a lot. Yeah. I was about to say that more times than not. Sometimes you feel bad for them. Yeah. You can tell. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, I ain't losing. I mean, yeah. I mean, the heck got a battle pass to finish. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's like a, it's a lose lose situation for the mass community and the offenders that, that are getting away with doing this are not being punished. They're yeah. not, there's not any type of like any type Man. of recourse for it, you know? Mm hmm. They're just allowed, okay, you want to play against uh, uh, easy people for a couple of matches? Just create a new account and just jump in and have fun. I mean, you've got content creators that have multiple accounts that they run. Whenever this account gets too hard, we're going to jump on the new account. I don't get it. Why would they do it if it didn't work? Exactly, right? So... 
Exactly. So last up here, this is a post by Mosbin Pro. In your opinion, what do you think are the best weapons in each class? So this is what they had to say real quick. Curious as to what you guys think is the best, most reliable. For me, it's the following, the KA-30 or HRM. For SMGs, it's the Knight. The DMR is the Bishop. Sniper is the Tear. Uh, shotgun is the Arbitrator. The Light Machine Gun is the Conviction. So, Assault Rifle. What what do you guys think the best assault rifle in game is? Mark four. HRM. What do you think, Corey? Corey. <laughs> you don't hear me? Yes, I can hear yeah. you now. Yeah. I've been fiddling with my microphone for so long I don't even remember what's going on. <laughs> I, dude, I I've unplugged I I've been trying to talk for five minutes and this fucking thing wouldn't work. What uh? What do you think is the best assault rifle in the game right now? Currently, I, I think the Mark IV has been really solid for me. Lately. But I mean, it's always been a really solid assault rifle. Either the KA, I'd say. Yeah, for me personally, like I think that the HRM is the best weapon in the game. But I think when it comes to like the most reliable weapon in the game, the most well-rounded, I'm going to have to go with the KA-30 on that. Yeah. Um, all right, SMGs, what do y'all got? LMP. LMPX. I mean, I do like the LMPX a lot, but I do like the Knight's a good hitter. Yeah, I mean, I think the LMPX has the burn potential of the SMG, but the range... Give an AR, and it's really a legit weapon. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree 100%, man. Like, And for me, like the best SMG for my play style is the Knight, but the best SMG overall is definitely the LMPX, dude. Oh, yeah. Like, it is fucking incredible. You can run it with any character, and it will do well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, DMR. I like, I like the, the bishop, bishop a lot. Yeah, yeah I, was gonna say, I, I think the bishop, the bishop has the best performance, and it does good in close range too. Um, Don't use them. <laughs> I think for me, it's the MXR. I just think that like the four, the four hit body shot at, at almost all ranges uh, feels good, and then it's um, close quarters engagement. It's not as good as the bishop, of course. Like you know, if the bishop hits, but it still is enough to like be in a close quarters gunfight without like knowing that yeah. you're gonna die. <laughs> you know what I mean? I but, the, there's only two DMRs that I worry about a lot when I'm in a like close up gunfight, and that's Dallas's lever action and yeah. it's um, the Talons. Yeah. And it's be, it, t- Talons is because it shoots so slow. It hits so fucking hard, but it shoots so slow. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. Is that the MXR? It's the D3DI. Yeah, D3DI. Oh, it's dead the Dead Eye, dude. <laughs> I mean... Put an E in that motherfucker. D3DI. <laughs> so, for the sniper rifles. Here. I like the scope. <laughs> it is better scope. I, yeah. I like, I, mean, the, I, I like the full body better. I like both sniper rifles, mm. but I am going to go with full body. 
Yeah, I'm going to go with the full body as well. I just have better luck with the full body yeah. than the tear. I like the scope better, and I don't miss as much. Still miss a lot, just not as much. Right. <laughs> Man, I'm um, no fucking Garbo over here. <laughs> yeah, right. Calm down, I ain't that great. Uh, what about the shotguns? Arbitrator. I mean, Arbitrator, man. I like the S12. Striker's okay, but... I've seen a lot of S12s yeah. here lately, too. Like, Dude. Really gotten mm. to enjoy the S12. Seen a lot of them. Chef kiss. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with the S12, man. Like it became my least Which favorite shotgun. Yeah, oh, dude, dude, you hated it. We well, try to use it. Yeah, it was get, bad, dude. You'd get one bad. pellet out of like eight that would hit them. Yeah, and it was so fucking. Fr- but now that it hits so it. solid. It's good. It's what it's supposed to do. That's for sure. Like I haven't used it since they've changed it. Wh- whatever, try it, man. Yeah. Well, like that's the thing is like if I try something like that, I never use. It's like, man, I'm gonna fucking. I'm gonna get so, clapped. We're gonna lose. Like, well, you can fuck with something like that on a respawn mode. Yeah, it don't matter if you win. Cool if you do, but it, you know, <laughs> hate to do it on demolition. Like, try new shit. I don't like doing it. Right. Yeah. I'll do it. I suck either way. So. <laughs> what to me, like the S12, like for me, the the fucking Lancer shotgun was kind of the be all end all, and then. Mm-hmm. They reduced the range and the damage of it so much, even though it was fully auto. The S12 makes up for for the damage that that that, that weapon didn't have, but it doesn't shoot as fast. But it's close enough. I've seen a lot of lancers running the S12. Yeah, it's it's just consistent. Yeah, it's just a consistent shotgun, man. For now. Yeah, yeah, fucking knock Can't on wood. Until they fuck with it, yeah. Knock on wood, you know? Just don't mess with that shotgun no more, please. Yeah. I know some <laughs> of you guys uh, that developed the game listen to this, so please don't touch that shotgun. Yeah, it feels so good. Uh, what about the light machine gun? Maw. Uh, it's, yeah, it's going to be the yeah, maw every gonna, time. Yeah, the same. Maw. Yeah. What's the other one's name? Conviction. Con- yeah, the yeah, conviction's yeah. fine, but it just it don't stack up to it the mall. It ain't mall, the mall, dude. No. Plus, no. with fucking was it gunsmith? You get yeah. one hundred nine bullets now. Fucking yeah. that shit. Max that gun out, dude. It's deadly. Yeah, deadly. You ain't got to stop shooting because fucking yeah. devil. <laughs> you can just reload. You replenish, that. dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Down somebody, it just reloads it. It's like that's what nice. a sick joke that is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Yeah, the mall is a fucking powerhouse, man. And like, it's a laser beam. It it's not. It doesn't yep. do overly damage, but it's not underpowered. It's just nope. it's balanced perfectly. It's perfect, dude. I like it. Yeah. From replenish, dude. He could theoretically never stop shooting and down yeah. everybody. Yeah. You can do uh, work with it. That'll do. You know. That'll do. So this wasn't on the list, but. Pistol. Favorite pistol. The warrant. Warrant. Yeah. The warrant, dude. It's so it's fast. Been the warrant for a long Just time. Just because this it's press it's so, of fire. Yeah, dude. It's fast it's, as you click it, it'll shoot. Yeah, There's no animation. I can written. shoot it as fast with my controller as you can with your mouse. Just that 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 like It's damn. an SMG, but it's not an SMG. Yeah. Single shot, so you can get it on them. Yeah. 
Love it. It is, dude. The warrant is a fucking powerhouse. And like, if if the executioner didn't have this wonky ass bloom, you know what I mean? If it was a little bit tighter and more consistent, that would be my favorite because I love using that pistol a ton. But it's just not as consistent as the warrant is. Dallas has a good pistol too, especially if you're a hacker. Yeah, right. <laughs> you just run that the whole game, dude. Shoot people across the map with it. Like, yeah. Headshot, headshot. Yeah. The warrant, dude. Almost yeah. makes me want to like unlock that pistol so I could just slap it on whoever. I know, right? That according to Pretty Hair, that's gonna be coming in the future, so we'll yeah. see. You know. Here's what'll happen though, the level you get on it now won't count towards that. You have to start it over. Yeah, right. It's like great, you know. But that is episode number 25 of the unofficial, official, unofficial Rogue Company podcast broadcast. If you want to contribute in any way, please feel free to hit us up on Twitter at broadcast. Send us an email, broadcast at gmail.com, or you can hit us up on the Discord server. There is a room called Broadcast Contributions, and you can put whatever it is that you want to contribute in there. Also, like I said at the beginning of the episode, we are streaming on you know, any major podcasting, you know, what are they called? Platform. 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 Yeah. <laughs> so we, we do have video podcasts on Spotify. We're also on Apple. We're on Google. We're on any major podcasting. And if Amazon. we're not on there, yeah, we're on Amazon. Let us know if we're not on your favorite platform. We'll try to get it on there. And then if you're interested and want to contribute to the show in a bigger way, check out that broadcast perk or that broadcast tier in the subs get it a week early and we're going to be able to uh hopefully live chat with you during the episode uploads or during the episode premiere so for this episode (laughs) so for this episode i'm here with co reed i'm here with dirt lord i'm here with garbo and i'm here with griffin Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys so much for watching. And be sure to catch us on the next episode. Have a good one, guys.